0: Listeners, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, today's guest is somebody that I've known for the last five or six years uh, from the, the tattoo shop, Modify, uh, that Kim and, and I have been going to for a, a long time and super stoked that they're here. Uh, they are boss number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, please welcome Sam Pishke.
1: I'm glad to be here. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> so... I'm a little nervous because you and and Justin are so similar in that, like, you're both very easy to get along with, but it always feels like there's like y- you guys are pretty reserved in like showing like a bunch of emotion and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think we're just shy.
0: Yeah, for and sure. have anxiety. <laughs> we talked about that the last time he was here. <laughs> Uh yeah, anxiety meds are super fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What kind, What What are you on?
1: Um, I'm on Zoloft and Wellbutrin.
0: Ah, I do the Butrin and Lexapro.
1: Okay, okay,
0: and other things.
1: Yeah, I feel like two's better than one.
0: <laughs> well, and it's always uh, it's funny that we're talking about this right off the bat. But like, um, do you do therapy at all? No. So how long have you been on the anti-anxiety stuff?
1: Uh, probably like two years. And then we just, so the first one was Zoloft. And okay. I've been on that for like two years. And then the other one we just added maybe like six months ago.
0: Okay. Did you have any thoughts of uh, murdering anybody when you started taking Zoloft?
1: No, nope, not when I started. <laughs>
0: I've never heard that before, but apparently that's a side effect, too. It's like homicidal (laughs) tendencies.
1: I know. I've heard that before, too. Or like (laughs) even the desire to like just like murder in general gets stronger with some antidepressants. Yeah. Have not had that side effect.
0: (laughs) Like it's they're trying to mess with your fight or flight in the other way and it goes too far the other way.
1: Just all fight.
0: All fight. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Dude, that would be a great med. Zoloft, all fight. All <laughs> fight. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago. Um, so I would like to start out with uh, your parents and kind of the, the beginning of the beginning there.
1: All right. Uh, so I think my parents met in high school, middle school, high school, Um to be honest, I don't know if they were, like, friends first or if they were even dating when I was made. Um, but my mom was 16 when she got pregnant with me. I think my dad would have been, like, 19-ish. So he was a little older. Um yeah, she had me at 17. Then he would have been 20. And they got married after that. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Like, right away? No.
1: <laughs> I think I was three when they got married, so I was, like, in the way. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, yeah. They were just so young, like, I think their parents were like, you have to get married. Of course. You, like, missed a step, basically,
0: so. <laughs> and you grew up in St. Francis, you said?
1: Yeah, mainly St. Francis. Um, moved around a little bit, just because young parents move around a lot. Yeah. Need different places to live and whatever. Um, but yeah, mainly St. Francis. Went to school there and stuff.
0: So, did your parent? How, are your parents still married now? No. No. Okay. No. So, at what point did... Like, do you remember when they separated?
1: Yeah, I think I was was seven. So they weren't really even married that long. It was only a couple of years.
0: Okay. I mean, what do you remember of their relationship when they were together?
1: To be honest, they didn't even really like each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was just for the kids. Because they had me, and then they got married, had my brother. And then I think they're like, we're already here. (laughs) Like, they're already married. But... But yeah, I think I was seven. He would have been like three or four when they got divorced. But okay. to be honest, it was, it was fine. I don't even think me and my brother like cared that much.
0: Really? Yeah. This is the interesting part to me. To like, to have a situation like that make sense.
1: Yeah. Even work- as a kid, we're like, that's fine. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> they didn't even really like each other that much. So I'm like, okay, good job,
2: guys.
0: <laughs> and And this is like the opposite of what, I normally hear too, yeah, but it's it's still just as common, like for people to recognize that they'll be happier if they're not together, yeah, but that's a fucking tough thing to to come around to. Were there any other father figures that came into your life then?
1: yeah, so once my parents got divorced, my mom basically packed us up, and we just left, we uh moved in with at the time was her, her friend, you know, and that ended up being my stepdad. So okay. he, he's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, s- still together? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you have one more sibling or just the brother?
1: So I have, there's four of us total. Okay. Um, so there's me and then my brother, Tyler, he's just a couple of years younger. Um, we're like full, full siblings. Um, and then I have Bruce and Emily. They're like 10 and 11 years younger than me. And that's my mom and my stepdad, so okay, technically half siblings, but sure, been there the whole time, so. yeah,
0: I was gonna say when you grow up with them, it's it's a little different, yeah. um, what's so how old were the the younger ones?
1: So they're gonna be seventeen and eighteen, okay, now, and then I think Tyler's twenty four and then i'm twenty seven so okay, so, so they're kind of close in age and then a big gap, and then we're kind of close in age,
0: right, right. So I mean, what was what was your relationship like then with, with the younger ones?
1: It was actually fine. Um, so I mean, obviously like the second time my mom had kids, she was like a more regular age. She's like sure later twenties, you know, it makes more sense. So she was working, stuff like that, going back to school for a little bit. So I was kinda like built in babysitter.
0: That's what I was curious yeah. about. Yeah. Because yeah. that's my oldest brother. Between him and our youngest, there's a fourteen year gap.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you have an older one, why not?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, that's interesting. So, was your bio dad in your life much after that?
1: Yes, and no. I mean, he's always tried to be there at least. We're just so opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Is he
0: like super religious? Yes. Yeah. He's
1: so crazy religious, like conspiracy theorist, like cultish religious. Oh, no. And I'm not. Sure. So, yeah, I, I give him I give him an A plus for trying, but uh, OK, it's not my favorite person. To hang out with.
0: So when it came to uh, visitations and stuff like that, yep. like would you spend weekends with him or.
1: For the most part, yeah, he uh, most of my life he's lived with my grandma, actually. Oh, so I would just go over to her house every other weekend and hang out with my dad. OK. Yeah. And then once I got a little older, I'm like, nah, I don't want to go. <laughs> so he would just pick me up for like my birthday and holidays and stuff
0: okay yeah. gotcha when when you would go over there were you spending time with your dad or were you spending more time with grandma
1: kind of depended if there was like something going on like summertime you know valley fair things like that me my dad and my brother would hang out but otherwise my dad and brother would just play video games and i just kind of do whatever i wanted <laughs> Hang out with grandma. Go outside. There's like a bunch of neighbor kids and stuff. So oh, okay. I would just go over there to be like say I'm going to my dad's place, but yeah, try to not hang uh, out with okay. them. Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, when when did the religious stuff start?
1: The day I was born. Yep, it's always been there.
0: I see. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, that creates a lot of problems because I would imagine. Are you so you and your mom fairly similar then? Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And she's never been like religious by any means either. Yeah. Like I well, said they met as teenagers, and then they just kept it going. And she's like, "Wow, he's kind of nuts."
0: <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to raise kids the way that I would imagine your mom wanted to. When you have, there's so much um, shame and expectation associated with the uber religious yes so it's yeah it's it's tough to to get on board with that shit Mm -hmm. like some people they hope that their partner is going to change and i i have a few friends who um they're married and one is vehemently religious and the other was not and one of them like chipped away at the other Mm -hmm. and and kind of got them to relax but there's still things that they just can't let go, like gay marriage or exactly. like shit like that. Like, so to have to give your kids the best chance, I like obviously Kim and I don't raise the kids religious. Yeah. Um, I mean, we get to joke and say, like, "Hail Satan" and shit like that. Did you see that Satan flag? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. So fucking awesome. <laughs> it is pretty cool. So we'll drive by and be like, "Kids, say hi to Satan." <laughs>
1: But yeah, that's just it too, like like religion, like I'm cool if people are religious, if you're not totally fine, but it's like the values that rule your life. Like if you're with somebody and one is and one's not, like obviously there's going to be all sorts of random conflict throughout the time. So For
0: sure. Different well, I parenting mean, styles. Even when you go on the opposite end, like when I became an atheist or like had that realization, it, it was a problem in the exact same way that somebody who's like uber religious is. hmm Because I was questioning everything and just shitting on religion all the time, and it took a while to be like, okay, well, what, what, what should being an atheist mean to me? And really, it should mean that this hopefully makes it easier for me to be less judgmental, to be more open to helping others, and um, Hugh, what the fuck, humanism? Yeah, I almost said Hugh Laurie, and I'm like, that's the guy who's (laughs) in it. (laughs) Not the same thing. Um, But yeah, humanism, it's it's basically just, you know, non-secular people. I feel like I'm talking about like a future society or some shit when I say it It sounds so weird.
1: But I mean, I know what you mean, though. I mean, especially these days, like, obviously, there's tons of people who lean on religion. There's tons who don't, like, either way, as long as you're like being a good person at the end of the day. And it doesn't matter what you are, (laughs) you
2: know?
0: Well, and I mean, so you said you grew up in St. Francis and and where else?
1: Um, St. Francis and then Ham Lake, which is kind of like near Blaine. Mm -hmm. I was in Columbia Heights for a year or two. um, Anoka, East Bethel. Oh. But for the most part, I went to like St. Francis School District. Um, I only went to the city school, so the Columbia Heights one for maybe two years. And then I came back to St. Francis.
0: Ah. Well, I mean, that's got to be such a massive difference.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was. (laughs) There's just like so many more kids in inner city schools. And when I got there, they asked me if I wanted to move up a grade. Oh, my God. And I was so shy. I was like, no, I'm too big. (laughs) I'm scared. Like, so, yeah, it was definitely different. And then when I moved back, I felt like I was so behind.
0: Oh. Because,
1: again, smaller class sizes and stuff. Like, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't bad.
0: But I mean... Uh, Those smaller towns too, like I know Ham Lake has a decent amount of fairly religious individuals and there's, I mean, you, you like bounced in and out of like Trump country. and
1: (laughs) I primarily grew up around there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: So, I mean, like, did you always have that kind of feeling as to like, I don't know if I want to be super religious? Like, did those types of people turn you off in school too?
1: Yeah. I To be honest, like we didn't. Have a lot of like students who you could like tell are religious. Like growing up, like kids oh, okay. went to church and things like that. Um, but yeah, in comparison to how my that side of the family was, it it was nothing. So <laughs> like people going to church every Sunday or even a couple days a week, like I'm like oh that's cool. It was way more laid back than what I <laughs> I had to deal with. So oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: um, because I mean, there's you know baptists mormons yeah. they're all over the place over there
1: yeah and i think my dad always classified us as just christian but we went okay. to like a huge church it was like a stadium for gospel
0: was it in ham lake
1: no it was in the cities
0: ah.
1: um so when my parents were still married that's where we would go and it was it was huge like, and it was crazy. Like, grown people speaking in tongues falling to the floor and saying they're healed and is on like TV and stuff. So yeah, it was a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like, you're so chill that it's hard to gather if anything affected you at all. But then we did talk about how you have anxiety. So, at what point did that start to kind of come into?
1: Yeah, so. Probably, like, two, three years ago. Like, I have asthma and stuff, so I'm like, oh, I'm having asthma attacks. And then I went into the doctor, and they're like, tell me about your life. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this, this, this. They're like, you're stressed. I'm like, no, I'm not. So it was, like, anxiety that snuck up on me. Ah. So I've never thought I was, like, an anxious person or anything like that. But I've always, like, taken in a lot of different things. Like, if I'm working, I work a lot. If I do something, I, like, do it 110%. So it was, yeah, stressed. It was like aftershock anxiety from, I don't know how long, but.
0: That's really interesting because you would, like, based on your story, it would seem like there's so many opportunities for anxious. Yeah. I mean, for panic attacks and anxiety attacks. No,
1: it just popped on one day out of nowhere in my mid 20s. Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Man. So wait. Okay. I'm going to try and figure this out. (laughs) So, when it comes to the way that your parents would talk about each other to you, Mm -hmm. was it pretty neutral? Oh, no.
1: They weren't nice at all. Okay. Yeah.
0: Please elaborate on
1: that. So, like I said, I call my dad crazy. I mean, again, he means well. He just is a very extremist in his thoughts and ideals. Um, And my mom's very opposite. Like, for the most part, grew up... like. On a farm in a trailer park, like you know, lower class American, like isn't super religious. Like I don't know, she's kind of fun. <laughs> she party a lot. Like so, completely different personalities. Like I said, I don't really know like how they came to even speak to each other initially because they're so opposite. So uh, yeah. After they got married, he would just always talk about how my mom's gonna send us all to hell because we're not going to church.
0: Oh shit. Yeah. You want to grab and pull that way. There you go. Oh, there you got it. Nailed it. Yeah, they kind of wiggle around, but anyways. But so, yeah,
1: and then uh, on her side, he would just always. She would always just say, "Your dad's nuts. Like, he is." So yeah.
0: <laughs> did that affect? It's weird because I, you know, I want to say like, did that affect the way you viewed your dad? But he also had the action part of it, so it was more than just somebody. Um, speaking ill of your father, he unfortunately was doing these other things along with it.
1: Exactly. Well, it's kind of weird too. Like I had a lot of like alone time as a kid. Like I didn't have like a ton of kids like in my family or anything my age. So if I wasn't with my friends, I was just kind of hanging out by myself. So I feel like any thoughts or ideas that I had as a child, I like to think I just kind of came up with them on my own. Interesting. Like even when they were getting divorced, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys don't get along. Like as a seven year old, I don't know if that's cool yeah, or not. That's what's so I was like a little adult in a little body.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean that that was kind of the the thought too when, when I met you initially, is like your thoughts were not scattered. They're like when, when you speak it's pretty to the point. Yeah. And everything's pretty clear and concise, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I always tell Justin like it's because I'm a Taurus, and then he gives me shit for
0: a what? Taurus, zodiac signs. like a turtle. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying you're a tortoise, like no. a turtle.
1: <laughs> not a not a turtle. No, no, no.
0: So that's interesting. So, like, do you buy into astrology stuff?
1: Medium. I
0: medium. I, yeah, I just. Oh, so you joke talk to ghosts? It. No, no. To see, cause a medium. <laughs>
1: So. I was like, "Can I talk to ghosts? That'd be cool." <laughs> but no, I don't.
0: <laughs> That's interesting, though. So, like, what is it? A- so, okay, so this is what I'm trying to find out. Like, there's this fun side of you, but also that like serious boss mode. Like, have you met Adrian <laughs> from? Uh, like, she um, is is in charge of Nikita Kittens. No. Okay, you guys are similar in the way that like. There's so much fun about you and, like, kind of the life that you have. But then at the same time, like I was saying, there's that, like, clear, concise, to the point in the the way that you talk. So it's fascinating to me, like, how did you get into cosmetology? I don't
1: really know. I mean, I was always into, like, hair and makeup and stuff like that. Like, growing up, if I was playing with, like, dolls, I would, like cut half their hair off and like drawn them with sharpies and stuff like that so it was just always cool like I've always been like artistic in some way so it just made sense
0: what are the artistic stuff
1: um I'll do some painting I obviously hair makeup stuff like that um in like high school and stuff I did a lot of like drawing painting sculpting different things like that
0: did you do would you do makeup for your friends and things like that
1: yeah, I would. So before I was like professionally trained to do hair, I was doing hair in high school. Like it was like box color. It was like not the right way, but I give people like highlights and charge them money for it and stuff.
0: Oh, no shit. You were making yeah. money?
1: Yeah. I used to pierce people too for money in Get school. the fuck out of here. Yeah, Unrelated to now being with a body <laughs> piercer. Yeah. <laughs> I used to pierce people and do their hair for money.
0: That's okay. So that was the other thing is there's an independent aspect to you too like did it feel like like were you always thinking of like what you were going to do when you were on your own
1: no (laughs) like not at all
0: so like at what like how old were you when you moved out
1: um I had just turned 18 oh really yep so I just turned 18 but I had like a high school boyfriend at that point we were together for already a couple years at that point so it like made sense. Just you moved in
0: together? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was actually already living with us when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: He was living with you. Yeah. Was your mom like, don't be a slut because you don't want to end up like me.
1: Kind of, yeah, but she she, <laughs> she let him move in. Like,
0: That's so funny. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> um, my parents were super religious, but Kim basically lived with us when I was 19. And, and you would
1: think it wouldn't be like that either. But. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like when your kids are more independent, like they're either they're going to do it with you or without you. Like,
0: You're absolutely right.
1: You would have either been with her every day anyways or she could just stay with you. Yeah. It's easier.
0: See, this is OK. So did you do well in school, too?
1: No. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> you are hard to read.
1: I never showed up to school. OK. <laughs> when I was there, I did fine when I was there. Yeah. Okay. I would call myself in and pretend to be my mom.
0: What would you do if you weren't at school?
1: Just hang around town.
0: Like smoking cigarettes or? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. We would like go and smoke cigarettes. We I always had like older friends. Ah. So just hang out with like older people and just skip school. Go down to the river, like fish and stuff. Really? <laughs>
0: yeah. You was the fishing gal?
1: Not really, but <laughs> I didn't want to go to school.
0: <laughs> That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And there's nothing wrong with school either. Like, it's not like it was that boring. I think it was just whatever friends I was around, they're like, you want to do something else? I'm like, yeah. For sure. Let's go do anything else.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously, the. I mean, I didn't find anything fun about school. No. At all. Never been to any high school reunions or any shit like that. No, thank you.
1: That's kind of how I feel too. Like, I don't know.
0: But... I doubt it. There's all these questions that keep cycling through my head. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I I, doubt. So were you picked on at all?
1: Not like, not really, no. Yeah, I
0: didn't think Once so. I,
1: okay, so like fourth, fifth grade, like I got picked on by boys. Okay. You know, like around that like changing of life stage. Like I always got picked on by boys, but it was like a teasing thing. It wasn't right. like mean. Right. At the time, I probably thought it was, but no. I was, like, I made friends just fine. I wasn't friends with, like, every single person because I'm, I mean, I have no problem talking to people, but I'm not necessarily, like, going to go out of my way either. Right. <laughs> Always been that way, so. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, Was there anything that drew you to, like, the, like, body modification world at a younger age?
1: I don't know. I think had Bratz dolls and they were just cooler than Barbies. Yeah. I would like stick my earrings like through their noses and stuff. That's awesome. When I was cutting their hair and drawing their makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Bratz dolls seem like they would ask you for a cigarette.
1: Yeah. No, have you seen those dolls? Like those are not <laughs> <laughs> the best influence.
0: I've I, we watched one of the movies when Layla was was into Bratz dolls. Yeah. it's was like hmm. Yep. I don't know about these. That's
1: girls. what I grew up with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, so what was when you moved out, would you go back home often then?
1: Not really no. Um basically as soon as I moved out, I started cosmetology school. I don't know. I like I kind of knew I wanted to do something creative, but I didn't necessarily know what. Um it's the cheapest option as far as like real college or trade sure and like i said school is fine just just not fun so i wanted to do something fun so yeah i just started school like right after i graduated
0: cosmetology is interesting because like i feel like there's a lot of people who think that it's like not much work yeah but that school process fucking sucks
1: yeah no a lot of people don't make it through
0: yeah like i i took a tour cuz i was going to go to cosmetology school
1: Were you actually yeah that's awesome
0: um cuz yeah i fucking loved all of that shit i still do
1: same thing though i mean you're just creative in general like i feel like the arts like there's so many different things you can do with yeah. it so it's awesome but
0: i mean i remember when i took the tour like it was a little it was just a little odd yeah and like even the person giving me the tour i think it was regis St. Cloud? I can't remember. The Regency. Yeah, there we go. That's where I went. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the old one. Okay, like old. Did you one. ever see that building?
1: I didn't see it. No. I didn't live in town at that point, but
0: Ah, yeah. The old building was pretty janky.
1: I know like where the building is downtown,
0: but Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Kim is texting me more Halloween decor. <laughs> <laughs> um But I mean the person giving me the tour. Uh, at one point goes all the girls are looking at you and I was like that is very odd I'm trying to figure out if I want to go to this school (laughs)
1: yeah yeah no I feel like cosmetology school like a lot of stylists and stuff they're kind of mean yeah it's like mean girls
0: oh and that's what I was going to ask too is like there's a there there's a potential for drama like Mm -hmm. I would I would assume it depends on the class yeah like what year you're there and, and the batch that you get but you seem to be a pretty drama less individual. Yeah. So when you got thrust into that, like, did you start seeing that, like, people talking behind each other's backs and shit like that?
1: I mean, yeah, you see it, but I wasn't like personally involved in any of it. I don't know. I uh, actually had a girl. I let her move in with me for a little bit. Really? Yeah. We we started the same day. She seemed all right. So I'm like, sure, you can move in with me. She ended up stealing. One of the other girls' wallets and stealing my car for a couple days. Whoa. (laughs) So that happened, but it wasn't like talking behind anybody's back. (laughs) It's different.
0: (laughs) That's so much worse. Yeah. Well, and
1: then the girl whose wallet she stole (laughs) ended up being one of my best friends later on. Oh, that's funny.
0: (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. So, okay. How did you you get your car back?
1: She brought it back eventually. (laughs) She just took it for like a whole day straight. And left me with her kid. She had a child. So I just like watching this random kid. Holy shit. With no car.
0: <laughs> wow. It was weird. Yeah, that's weird as fuck. Yeah. I mean.
1: So after that, yeah, I don't really mess with the roommate situation. Like <laughs> I never really had roommates that I didn't know again.
0: Yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Um, I'm going to ask something real quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to cut this part out. Okay, so I mean,
1: yeah, it wasn't like the most normal childhood, but I mean, it wasn't like
0: well, that, and that's what's so fascinating traumatic. to me is the way that, like we were saying before, like the way that kids process yeah that whole situation and and what it means yeah. So to have because most people don't get that until way later, mm-hmm. like some people in high school, some people in their mid twenties, but they don't go right out of the gate with yeah this is not working out yeah like you guys should i'm gonna go eat my pb and j you guys figure your shit out like yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's really interesting so were your uh were your mom's parents involved a lot
1: yeah so probably until i was like five or six my grandparents like primarily raised me because my mom was going back to school um so yeah, she was only 17. Like, she wanted to make sure she graduated and stuff. Sure. Um, she would work. My dad would work. So my dad's mom and then my mom's mom and dad a little bit, but mainly her grandparents, because they lived not that far from my dad's mom, they would just kind of take all of the kids. So I had, like, I have an aunt that's only five years older than me. I have a cousin that's just a year older than me. So we would just all, like, get dumped off at the grandparents' house. And, oh, wow.
0: Yeah. How, like how many uh, aunts and uncles on your mom's side?
1: Uh, da, 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 da. On my mom's side, so she's an older sister and then it's her and then a younger brother and then the aunt who's five years younger than oh, me. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, so yeah, my my mom's oldest sister, she's only like two, three years older than her. Brother's two, three years younger than her. Okay. And then their, their other sister was a surprise.
2: Ah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And then that sister has multiple siblings, like, separately.
0: Okay. So, the the reason I ask is because a lot of times, and I don't think that it's, like, obviously it's not intentional, but um, in the family tree, there's, if there's a younger pregnancy somewhere in there, there's usually more than one. Oh, yeah. So, like, did it? Did that happen with your aunts and uncles or was your.
1: Yeah. So I think my, my cousin, that's only like a year older than me. We went to school and stuff together our whole lives too. It's so like we graduated from the same school and stuff. Um, we were only a grade apart. Oh wow. So we were like decently close growing up. Uh, but she, my aunt had her, she was probably 16 at the time. And then a year and a half later, I popped out. <laughs> it's okay. probably like a year and a half apart.
0: So um, and they
1: were both under eighteen years old. Gotcha.
0: So. Like, do you know if like grandma was like working a lot or, like, were, did, does your mom ever say that they were like latchkey kids? What does that mean? So um, it it just means that uh, when you when they came home from school, mom and dad weren't there; they were working.
1: Yeah, I would say that. Um, I know for like my mom's childhood, she grew up on a resort for quite a few years so it was like it was up north it was in walker so like it was just partying and they were dealing with the resort and stuff so like right. i know my my mom and her siblings like they ended up like smoking cigarettes at a really young age drinking at a really young age so just lack of supervision right you know? yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: well yeah i mean at a resort that's That would, (laughs) it's basically the equivalent of being a latchkey kid because there's so much real estate to be roaming around and doing whatever. (laughs) So, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. And at what age did you have your ovaries removed?
1: I still have my ovaries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious, like, (laughs) does this, like, that whole experience, has that affected, like, do do you want to have kids at any point?
1: I'd be fine having kids. I mean, I'm not like, I don't like need to. Right. But Justin doesn't like kids, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a talk in progress.
0: <laughs> it's it's funny, like, I, I know that about him, but he's so nice to I kids. Know.
1: He's actually really good with kids. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But, like, I don't know. I don't have, like, a physical need to, like, bear a child. So, I'm like, I'd be cool adopting, like, yes. an older kid even, like. If I feel like we need to have children in our life, like I'm cool with different avenues too. So,
0: fuck yeah. yeah. I wish it sucks that it's such an expensive process to get yeah. that done. But yeah, yeah, but. we wanted to do that. I mean, we still want to do that. And maybe at some point we can. I, I hope that, like, some. Uh, they have, like, this cost associated with it because there's this expectation that if you can't afford this...
1: You can't afford that kid. Yeah. Which is so unfair, too. Like, yeah. there's so many kids that just, like, need parents out there.
0: Like yeah. To put a fucking paywall behind... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Childhood. It's insane. Um, Want to watch this kid grow up? Subscribe for... Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have to pay a million dollars to <laughs> maybe get a kid. Yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, f- uh um okay. So you're chill kid interesting like youth but it all kind of made sense and everybody was pretty understanding of one another?
1: Yeah. No, they're the they're like the cool side of the family. They're fine.
0: So I mean, I'm lo- I was, I'm like looking for depressing shit, but really like <laughs> so what was the the fun stuff like because having younger parents they're a little more lively
1: yeah i don't know like my mom i don't know if you've ever met my mom if she's uh-uh. coming to the shop when you're there i mean she's cool like she's fun she she's pretty jokey and she cusses a lot like she, yeah she's a good time and then if you met my dad he's like opposite like he like never laughs or smiles like he's so boring <laughs> but
0: at least he's going to heaven i uh, guess yeah
1: if that's what he needs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um yeah, growing up, she was always, like, fun personality, but she was actually really, really strict on me. Really? Because she was a teen mom. Ah. So, yeah, I don't think I was, like, allowed to be in a car with my friends until she, like, met them or, like, looked at their... She would, like, come out and, like, put herself in the situation. And, mm. Yeah, she's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I grew up with that where I couldn't stay the night at somebody's house unless both parents met each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I would just do it anyways and just lie to her so i'm like "Mm." yeah and then she let my boyfriend move in with me (laughs) like (laughs) she tried
0: (laughs) i mean so like what was like what was the what were the fun things that that you guys would do like did you guys travel much or
1: no we didn't travel a lot uh so we kind of grew up kind of in the middle of nowhere you know it's kind of just woods and farms and (laughs) so we do like a ton of like four-wheeling and Like, there's, like, a whole mud-themed, like, a mud pit thing (laughs) that happens.
0: Fuck, yes. I don't know how
1: to, like, describe that in any other way.
0: (laughs) I feel like anybody that... Yeah. ...where our minds are already like, yeah, I can see the mud pit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, we'd go to, like, mud pits and watch people get their vehicles stuck in mud pits. Drunk people walking around all over. We'd, uh... I grew up a lot around cars, so we'd go to... Like, Brainerd has a raceway. Mm. So my stepdad and all his friends, they would, like, just race, like, their older vehicles, stuff like that. So a lot of my childhood was just hanging out with, like, grownups anyways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that makes They're sense, fun. too. Yeah. we. I, I mean, it's, if you carry yourself in a certain way as a younger person, adults talk to you different.
1: Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I feel like. Like, usually you see a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Like, I didn't have that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just a different type of kid.
0: Because, like, in the in the skating and snowboarding world, yeah, there can be massive gaps in age difference. Yeah. Like, especially nowadays where you have, like, a 13-year-old kid who wins the Olympics. Exactly. Hanging out with veterans who have been doing it for, you know, 25 years or whatever. Those two people hang out, and there's this gap of, just because they can do the same things, um, like, actively. So, like, like, I grew up watching, you know, kids at the age of, like, 13 getting wasted with these 25-year-olds. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, dude, if he can handle doing a 12-stair gap, then he can handle drinking. So, like, and it all depends on how they act around it, too. So, like, you skate yeah. well and then you can be cool around the older people, then they're going to do this shit. So like for you, chill kid. Yeah. You're, and it sounds like your mom brought you to a lot of things.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, she was, she was young parent, you know, there's only 17 yeah. years between us. So I was like 10 when she was in her twenties still. <laughs> like, yeah. So I mean, like she was like my age with like a 10 year old. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: <laughs> um. So, I mean, people just get used to the kids
1: yeah well and like all her friends had kids really young like there was kids floating around everywhere really yeah small town everybody has kids young (laughs) there's all of them (laughs) just running around
0: it's so funny because like by all accounts you should be a redneck
1: oh yeah (laughs) i'm not
0: (laughs) so that's so funny like do you find yourself like like nobody's around and you're like i'm gonna watch wrestling (laughs) <laughs> no, I
1: don't want to. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, me and Justin we will watch like UFC fights or stuff like that. Okay. But no, I uh, I grew up around all of it and it was just always like I would try it and I'm like, I don't like this. I was just like always a little emo kid.
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Slice. In a farm town.
0: Sleeping with sirens mm-hmm. and.
1: Yeah, I would like listen to metal music. I didn't even know like who it was or anything just to like piss my parents off. I'm like, leave me alone.
0: Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so there was a rebellious, well, I mean, obviously there was a rebellious yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah, Um, So uh, wh- is there like a decent age difference between your stepdad and your mom?
1: No, they're same age. Really? hmm They actually, so she went to Blaine Middle School or high school for like, I don't know, a couple months or a year or something in between, kind of like me growing up. She moved around a lot too just kind of same area. So they went to high school together, I think for a second. And then they like met later on. He was like friends with my uncle and stuff. Okay. And they're only a couple towns away. So.
0: Gotcha. So, so
1: yeah, th- later on, I don't know how they like end up finding each other again.
0: But. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is interesting. So he was, cause you said you were seven. Yeah. Yep. So what's that? 23. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 23, he's like, yeah, move in with me.
1: Yeah, they were probably dating a while before that. (laughs) Probably. I don't really know. (laughs) I don't ask questions. (laughs) So, yeah, we, we moved in with him and he had like other roommates and stuff. But yeah, I'm sure like my mom and dad's marriage was already like not working.
0: So it's all coming together now. Okay. You move in. He had roommates.
1: Yeah, he had one other roommate that was there. Which was like his best friend's sister or something. Okay. Like she was just living there because it used to be like his best friend's house and she just never left. And then he took over the house. Gotcha. And then my mom and her two children came (laughs) and moved in.
0: That's so you, yeah. So you grew up with adults. Yeah. Which is not everybody's experience. No. Which is super interesting, but totally makes sense as to like the person that you are. Yeah. Currently.
1: Well, and it's weird because like I said, there's kids all over. I just didn't want to hang out with them. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like be bossing around the younger kids and I would just hang out with like my mom and my aunts.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's such a, a sense of, I don't know. It's, I don't want to say it's euphoric, but there's like, you get like a buzz from being like, I'm 10 years old and (laughs) these adults are like cool with me just hanging out.
1: Yeah, it was just normal to me. I don't, know. and I feel like too. Like my aunt's only five years older than me. Like she has a a sister relationship with my mom. Uh huh. We're almost the same age, so I'm like, she's more like an older sister, right? Than my aunt is in a sense. So I feel like I just got tagged along with that. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. I, that's that's super interesting.
1: Yeah, it was cool too. I mean, I'd get to go on like shopping trips and stuff with them and like all the other kids had to stay
0: behind yeah 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 Yeah. god that's so fucking cool now i'm jealous (laughs) before i was like trying to figure out like where the sad was and now i'm like god this is fucking rad
1: no i don't think it was necessarily sad by any means It was just way different than a lot of other people's like general experience yeah you know like i'd have a lot of friends like their parents are still married to this day i'm like weird (laughs) your parents like each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) um so i mean but you said your mom was strict with you too
1: yeah yeah it was it was weird
0: that's so So she was
1: like really fun and then she would like look at me and be like don't do this (laughs) and then like turn her back go do other stuff like yeah (laughs) it was
0: weird but she wasn't
1: really strict with the other kids it's just me
0: oh it's always because i'm the oldest i'm like the practice kid For sure. But she sensed this like understanding that you had. So it's easier to like let your guard down around kids like that. Yeah, probably. Like like with, um, like, cause I grew up around kids like that where the adults would like delegate shit to them. And I'd be like, we're the same age. Why the fuck didn't you come to me with that?
1: Yeah. It's just like a different sense of responsibility for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it it's funny because it's just like it all it takes is one situation to make sense. Yeah. And then it sets the bar for everything else. Mm-hmm. The like I mean, me like barely a year ago, there was so much that I still couldn't handle as a fucking thirty three year old. Um And then one thing made sense. And then everything after that has been like, oh, okay. I actually don't really give a shit about a lot of things.
1: Yeah. Well, that's different for people, too. Like, I don't know if you were, like, anxious growing up or depressed growing up. Like, everybody's emotions, they just handle it so differently. I've always been the type of person where I'm like, if I can't change it, try not to worry about it. So I was so shocked when they're like, you have anxiety. I'm like, no, I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. This is so cool. I love that situation because it sounds it it really is a positive way to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you learn things and I I mean I'm guessing like her friends wouldn't try to push weird shit on you or No. No, not yeah. at all.
1: Cuz I was still a kid. Like you still can't.
0: Yeah, but sometimes?
1: Yeah, but that's at least like there there was lines <laughs> drawn like <laughs> well that's good yeah you don't give like beer to the children like keep your cigarettes away from them yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: fuck yeah that's awesome yeah because like i was saying like there's ugh.
1: yeah there's people who like legit don't care about their kids and that's why their kids are with the adults but mm-hmm. sometimes i'm like i was probably there just so she could watch me better
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean we used to bring landon and layla to fucking everything yeah
1: but i think too like Having your kids there with you, they get to see how you guys are in person and things like that. And I mean, I'm sure there's been all sorts of different situations they get to see you guys react to or react in, and I think it just helps them, like, develop as little people into bigger people.
0: Yeah. Um. So, I mean, the it's funny, too, like, the way that you react to that lady stealing your car <laughs> for the day. Yeah. Like, how that's like, oh, well, I mean... Yeah. I guess I got to feed this kid (laughs) until mom shows (laughs) back up. Yeah. Like, was she gone like a full, like 24? Oh,
1: yeah. Like, she came back. I think she left with my car. It was like dinner time. It was like just getting dark. She came back the next, like, night. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I think her kid was like two or three. And when I picked her up to, like, move in with me, I didn't realize it at the time. I was picking her up from, like, a sober living house. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I thought it was just, like, a duplex or something. (laughs) So then, you know, all her stuff is in my house, and I'm, like, looking through it. I'm, like, I don't even know who this person is. I'm, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So basically, she, like, checked herself out of rehab, in a sense, and was, like, just partying while I had her kid. Well, the
0: the sober living stuff, they, like, release the reins quite a bit. And then if you... It's funny because they're they're strict, but it feels like they just don't care. Oh yeah!
1: Once I figured out, like, I don't I don't know if like I pulled into like the back alley of the place or what, (laughs) but like I didn't remember seeing a sign or anything, so I'd be like, uh, no, that's weird, like too much, man. But yeah, after I figured out it was a sober living place, I tried to call there. I'm like, hey, this random girl her kid is with me like she's definitely in my car doing drugs right now like yeah help and they're just <laughs> like oh okay thanks and i never heard from them
2: oh
0: <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah it's very odd they, they like there's a very strict regimen and like uh, yeah. you know taking drug tests and all these things but then if you disappear they're just like
1: yeah it was whatever. so weird to me especially when a child is involved i'm like yeah i was so shocked especially coming from like small town to like saint cloud area like Oh, okay. Is this normal?
0: <laughs> and the 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 so we living places that allow kids yeah. are like there are not many. So yeah. to walk out of that situation, it's you yeah. gotta be in a pretty tough tough spot.
1: Yeah, no. No idea whatever happened to her or her kid. I kicked him out, so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never saw her again, never heard from her again, got my car back.
0: <laughs> so I mean how long did you live with your boyfriend?
1: I don't know. Maybe like six, seven years.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was, do you mind talking about that?
1: Oh, no, I don't mind at all. Um, Yeah, I think we started dating. I was like 14 or 15. So I was pretty young. Okay. Um, We were the same age and stuff, but his parent situation was kind of crazy. Like both his parents were alcoholics. Uh. So I'm like, I don't know. he didn't come home one night. And he wasn't even with me. He was with friends. And his drunk dad was like bitching him out over the phone. So I'm like, Mom, can he live with me? She's like, I don't want him to, but fine. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So yeah, I think he moved in. And maybe I was even 16. I don't even know if I was 17 yet, but I was in high school.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, because I did that when I was in high school Mm -hmm. where I walked out of my parents' house. And went and lived in the trailer park for about four or five months. Okay. Uh, which is, And I remember how weird that was having gone from like a religious family who, to them, it was the end of the world. But to my girlfriend's mom, she was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, was it weird living with the person that you're going to school with?
1: No. I, I don't know. Is it <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I think I was so young. I was just, like, doing whatever. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm an adult. I'm old enough. (laughs) Since it was, like, my choice. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll ask my mom if you can move in with me. It's just fine. So, like, my first car, I think I bought it. I was, like, 15 or 16. I ended up selling my first car to him. So, like, he lived with me. He had a vehicle. So, he would just drive me around everywhere. Wow. So, he would, like, drive me and my brother to school every day. Oh, okay. Because we were two towns over we couldn't like ride the bus or anything oh. so i think to a point also it was convenient it was for sure
0: <laughs> yeah so. so did you guys sleep in the same room like were there lines drawn in that sense
1: for a while yeah but
0: didn't event- last very long. yeah
1: no eventually <laughs> it's like whatever yeah yeah i'm sure they had a rule like you have to sleep downstairs but
0: with kim they said that she couldn't sleep in the same bed and i was like whoa Easy work around that, so she she used to brag about this all the time. But I built her like a gorilla nest, like right next to my bed. Okay, and she was like, it was better than the bed. <laughs> like the way that I constructed it, apparently was like like a giant beanbag, but with more support. So
1: fun. one of you would be in a bed, one of you would be like in a cot type situation. So it's not sharing a bed. It was yeah, exactly. Okay, okay yeah.
0: So gotcha. like the bed was like right here, right. Or the edge of the bed. Mm -hmm. And then I like found a bunch of couch cushions and pillows and all of these things and just like Tetris them together (laughs) and then wrapped it in a blanket. (laughs) And then, yeah, she would just sleep down there and she fucking loved it, which is hilarious. And I'm sure
1: it was still like close enough where you might as well just be in the same bed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's have sex and then just roll off the bed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it was at my house. They're like, "Oh, I'm sure it was sleep on the couch." Eventually, we were sleeping in the same room. I'm like, "How would you know the difference at that <laughs> point?" <laughs> like,
0: so then, so you guys graduated at the, oh, you were the same age. Huh? Yep,
1: yep, we graduated together and stuff. Um, and then he already like had a drug problem when we were graduating. Um, so he was already smoking meth for like a year or two at that point, but I didn't know about it until we were about to graduate. So I'm like, go to rehab, get yourself sober, whatever. I'm moving. And then he got himself sober and he's like, I'm going to move too. So then we lived in that area for a while together. Okay. And then moved out of that place, got a house together.
0: Oh. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How old were you when you got a house?
1: 21.
0: Holy shit. Twenty,
1: twenty-one, something like that. Wow. Yeah, it was it was like a really small like city house and still, like, yeah, it a was, house Yeah,
0: at that age is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Well, we were both working a lot. Like, if I wasn't in school, I was working constantly. I like saved all my graduation money to put like a down payment down and stuff. And then I think, I think he had like his grandma or something as like a co signer. Oh, okay, which helps obviously for sure. So yeah, I lived there. I think it was in Wait Park actually. So, like, right outside of St. Cloud. Lived there for a couple years. And then I don't remember if he was, like, slowly getting back into drugs or if I just, like, saw him do it. I don't remember. But he was back into drugs. And then he got real crazy.
0: Real crazy as in?
1: Like, smoking meth all the time. Like, I wasn't allowed to go into a bedroom in our basement. Okay. Because he was hoarding trash down there. Yeah, it was really weird. And then I found out he was like making drugs in that weird trash oh, room. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> so I had like the whole upstairs was like nice and beautiful. And it's like a dungeon basement that smells like garbage. Uh,
0: that's so funny because that's such a good analogy for addiction. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Like, everything on the surface looks fine. Yep. But everything underneath is just a yeah. fucking dungeon. Yeah. yeah,
1: And I was just ignoring it. I think, too, like, I was pretty just comfortable. I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I kind of knew I wasn't going to be with this guy forever anyways. That's I'm like, so
0: wild. Yeah. Even when you know that that, like, gnarly shit, because in the back of your mind, he's acting different.
1: Oh, yeah. There's
0: things that are clearly different. Yeah,
1: his, like, teeth started falling apart and stuff. I'm like, are you a meth again? <laughs> and he was.
0: Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy.
1: And then he got into a... Fentanyl, which actually Holy shit. came up from this area, because we know some of the same people from this area that were going there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was uh, putting fentanyl in like a nasal spray, and just like straight to the brain. Wow. Yeah, he got real crazy. He was, uh once I decided like, you're nuts, I'm leaving you, and then I met, well, didn't meet Justin, I already knew Justin, but he was going through his divorce, and I was already done with my ex. So I'm wow. like, all right, I'm leaving. He, like, hid in the closet. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. I, like, left my house, left my pets, left all my stuff. I'm like, I'm done with you. Leaving everything. Like, keep it all. I'm gone. So I could, like, get away from him. He would, like, hide in the closet and wait for me to, like, go to that house to, like, grab my stuff. He's like, I won't be there. And then he'd be, like, hiding.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, did he try to get physical with you?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. He ran me around my kitchen with a box cutter. He was, like, coming down off of fentanyl. (laughs) And he's like, I just need money. I just need money. He's, like, twitching and, like, scratching his face and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It was so crazy. Dude. He tried to, like, kill himself in front of me that same day. Okay. He's, like, going all stabby towards me. What? But he's, like, my size. I wasn't, like, afraid.
0: That's what's insane, though. Is like, (laughs) the... (laughs) He chased me around with a box cutter. (laughs) Yeah. Which, by the way, is how an airplane got hijacked one
1: time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it sounds worse, but...
0: (laughs) So, I mean, but, so, this, uh, do you generally have, like, in the back of your mind that everything's going to be okay?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I had already made the decision, like, I'm leaving. I never have to see this guy again, everything else, and, like... Even though he was chasing me around with a sharp object, in my head I'm like, he's not going to like
0: kill me. But he totally could he have. He could
1: have, yeah. And I'm just calm in those situations. Wow. I don't have a flight response.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fascinating. Like, I
1: would like stand there and like, what's going to happen next before I run out? Like,
0: Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so he tried to get stabby with you. Yep. Did he? But I mean, like, did he ever try to like hold you down and keep you in no. the house or any shit like that?
1: No, he would like try to like block the way for me to like move past. But I don't know. He's like I said, he's like my size, so okay, I could have taken him.
0: <laughs> that I mean, yeah, sure, he's malnourished and yeah, all jacked on fentanyl. So, yeah,
1: he's like high on drugs, and I'm not. Like, I've never touched hard drugs in my life, so. <laughs> Like, he's not in his right mind. Like, I'm sure he thinks he's being really speedy and slick. <laughs> he's on drugs in front of me. Like,
2: Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is...
1: I had to call his grandma to come to the house so that she could watch him so I could leave and he wouldn't follow me.
0: Wow. hmm But, I mean, this all sounds... It sounds like you're describing, like, orientation to me. <laughs> Like, in the delivery, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes customers will do this, they'll yeah. try to get stabby with you, yeah. like,
1: <laughs> but I feel like I've talked about it enough, like just in my life, like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, i I try to just like get everything out there. I'm a pretty open book, so okay, I mean, I've talked to a ton of people about it in the past, so it's not like, okay, so I'm not like traumatized from it, <laughs> it should be, but I'm not. i I know that's what I'm
0: like. <laughs> There's, there's people that have gone through less and and are traumatized. Yeah. So it's fascinating to see, yeah, that one, that one little thought process changes the way you handle all these other things.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: And you're very like, this equates to that. Yeah. So like, that's all that needs to be done about that situation. And then you get to do fun shit afterwards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's so cool. Cuz it's it's the reason why I like I'm like geeking out about it is because from somebody who like struggled with mental health stuff so much. Yeah. It's something that's so desirable to have that. Like myself and so many other people have been in situations where we're like why like I I'm not that long ago like just screaming like why can't I be normal why why can't I not like like one of the things with being bipolar is like these grandiose ideas of like uh, even if we won't say it outright like there's this concept of like my life is going to have meaning in like some type of like either fame way or like something where like I'm going to be remembered um but it's not a normal way to think, but we can't shake it. Okay. So imagine like, like, do you follow like famous cosmetologists?
1: Yeah. A couple of them.
0: So imagine like right out of the gate when you started going to school, you were like, boom, next year I'm going to be on universal studios.
1: Okay. I gotcha. I I I gotcha. Yeah.
0: So that's basically the thought process. And then the more that it doesn't happen, The worse, like our mental health gets,
1: like beat yourself up over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, not only that, like you just you start to feel like genuinely crazy. So that's why, like people who have bipolar and don't properly address it, Mm -hmm. it just gets much, much, much worse and pretty fast. Like every year that goes by and they haven't done anything about it, it it starts to sound the same. And the genuine general consensus is like, I just don't want to hang out with that person because they're just always a downer. Yeah. Nothing's ever their fault. There's always some outside thing. And that was the shit that I would do. So the, yeah, you have like a superpower in my mind. Like just this being able to accept things for how they are and being able to actualize the steps to just have, reasonable things that you want
1: well and it's i mean i'm sure too like the younger i was the harder it was to like come to that like when you're a kid you know there's like you're self-conscious about things you're not confident different things like that but i was just always like a super realist about things like i said if you if you can change it and you're not can't complain about it sort of thing like Mm -hmm. i don't know just have to make your own things happen and if it doesn't like Obviously I go into life with realistic expectations like it's just how I'm wired. Yeah. And like it's not like that for everybody unfortunately, but I mean I'm very goal oriented. Like if I'm going to do even with hair and stuff, I'm like okay, I'm going to make this much money within this amount of time. I okay. just make sure I like set myself up for success because I don't know, come from a teen parent situation and I don't know, got to make it happen myself. So like uh-huh. everything in my life, I like use that for. Like if I can do something about it and I'm not, uh-huh. that's a me problem. <laughs> so, wow,
0: yeah. Has the the ex like tried to get back in contact with you since all that shit went down?
1: Uh, changed our phone numbers, moved, blocked on everything. Yes. S- then no. Yeah, it can <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs>
0: well, that's good.
1: Yeah. No, he tried for a while. He, uh, when I had my old phone number, so I had the same phone number for like ten years. He uh, would leave me messages and stuff, telling me how he's gonna kill himself, and it's my fault, and all. That yeah. Thing. Yeah. And so I would just call the cops. He oh. was living in our old house, so called the cops all the time.
0: That's perfect. Yeah. It's exactly what you should do. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are like, I- I'll just go over there and. Yeah.
1: No. Nope. Cut off ties, like I said. <laughs> I mean, it sucked. Like, it's not fun to, like, leave all your things behind or your pets or whatever. Yeah, that's tough. I had to. tough. He wasn't getting any better. Yeah. <laughs> like, taking that much fentanyl on a regular basis. I mean. It was insane.
0: I mean, when you say it came from this area, you're talking, we're like a half a block from yeah. the literal spot where mm-hmm. it was coming from. So, yeah, it's pretty wild to to think that. So w- how did you and Justin meet?
1: So y- you know my friend Ryan McKinney.
0: That sounds super familiar. You've met her a bunch of times. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. <laughs>
1: she's like my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she was dating somebody in this area. So that was like her tattoo shop. I mean, her, she's the one who got her wallet stolen by that roommate that I had, actually. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> I saw it in that girl's house and I'm like, hey, she stole your wallet. So that's how we, like, became friends. Wow. It was weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she would go there, and we just... Like, anytime I would get tattooed, I would just go there with her. And then I probably knew Justin for, like, a year before this, but I ended up working with his ex-wife separately when he was still married. Um, But obviously, like, they're married. I was in a committed relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think we just randomly... It was like just a group of friends. It was like a small pool party thing. He was divorced. I was out of my relationship. We just hit it off again. Wow. Like he was always super nice. So,
0: of course. So, I mean, and it's interesting though that, I mean, you're two individuals who were affected by pretty much the same thing.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that's honestly like why it was so easy for us to like talk initially because we had just gone through crazy relationships. I mean, his was a marriage, mine wasn't, but I was with my ex for like 8 years. So, still committed relationships, dependency issues, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like same thing, just different people.
0: Well, it's interesting cuz you guys have a similar outlook on on life too. Like, I remember when yeah. shit was going down uh with with them, I remember him saying like he just couldn't wrap his head around being addicted to something. And because he couldn't imagine letting something take over your life. Yeah. And it, it was such a matter of fact thing. And, you know, I think this was a point when I was trying to take a break from drinking like a long time ago, too. So I was like, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense way before I knew anything about how addiction actually works and all that shit. But like, yeah, it's, I mean, he, yeah, he's just always seen like, this equals that. And if I don't want to do something, I'll just say I don't want to do that thing.
1: Exactly. Like, I don't, <laughs> I wish I could explain like how we both got to that stage in our lives, but I have no idea what it is. I don't know if it's just dealing I mean, obviously, we were both in relationships with addicts of some sort. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can't control with that. So I don't know if it's just a now I'm going to control everything (laughs) sort of situation or what.
0: Well, and I mean, it's weird now because you guys like seem like you've been together forever because (laughs) because you mesh so well. Like it's wild.
1: Well, like I said, we've known each other like through the years, but we've been dating five years now. We've probably known each other for six or seven, just through, like... That's not that much longer. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, <laughs> we've just known each other a little bit prior to that, and we weren't, like, friends directly or anything. We just had the same people that were connected. It's a weird thing. And he's nine years older than me, so... Gross. <laughs> I know. He's kind of <laughs> old.
0: <laughs> but that makes, like, the way that you were describing things before, it makes total sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree except for that one x like i typically dated people who were older than me anyways yeah because i thought they would be more mature
0: yeah
1: i just had to go nine years up to get one that stuck
0: <laughs> well and i mean so yeah i mean so the the friends that you would hang out with like when kids would try to hang out like did you get annoyed with kids your age
1: yes okay usually yeah especially boys yeah yeah they were annoying
0: Okay, it's all it's all come together now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these episodes are detective work, and I'm like, yes, finally makes sense. Yeah. There's just some people that I don't even old soul isn't the right terminology, especially nowadays because like, what is old anymore? I don't even fucking know. I get you
1: though. I mean, I used to joke that I'm like an old lady in a (laughs) twenty something body. Like, I just like to relax and.
0: But the funny thing is, (laughs) like like Justin is nine years older right yeah some people that's like oh my god but yeah. when you go over to your house there are video games there's magic cards there's all of these oh, yeah. like young things
1: yeah he's a nerd oh <laughs> show sure. he's an old person <laughs> but he's a nerd <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so I'm in that I feel like that's so common now too it's yeah. like older I mean look at my fucking office like I'm 34 in a teenager's bedroom, basically. Like this is weird.
1: (laughs) I guess I'm kinda same way that like I love anything Disney.
0: Yeah, see love Disney. So like
1: that was like my one like child-esque thing that I liked as a kid. Like Disney and Barbies are nothing. I wanted nothing to do with like other kids.
0: So I feel like the whole old soul terminology, it doesn't necessarily like mean the same thing that it used to mean. Yeah. Because everybody has accepted, because you used to have to hide that shit. Like, Justin had to hide the fact that he was a fucking nerd for a long <laughs> time because kids were fucking shitty when we were yeah. growing up. But now it's so embraced. I agree. That, like, old and young are doing the exact same thing.
1: I think it's cool, though. I think it just shows, like, everything's changing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like I think
1: it's awesome. I'm sure even your kids, they come in and they like adventure time and. I see Nightmare Before Christmas stuff back yeah, here. Yeah, they like, love Satan. <laughs> it's nice to share things with your kids, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: My favorite thing, a friend of mine, uh, when we found out that we were uh, pregnant with Landon, uh, he was like, dude, that's awesome. You get to teach them to hate all the things that you hate.
1: I that's like, oh what I'm God. saying. That's exactly what we did. Yeah.
0: We were like, country fucking sucks. And that's pretty much it, actually.
1: <laughs> I kind of like country. <laughs>
0: How that's, dare you?
1: Yeah. That's the one, like, redneck thing <laughs> that I <like>, kind of <laughs> hold on to.
0: Oh, but I mean, you grew up in, in that type of environment. Yeah. You can't go to a mud and hole and not no. like a little, you know. Yeah. I don't even know country stars.
1: <laughs> it's like pop country, though. I'm not like
0: Oh, so schooled. they're talking yeah. about, like, cold beer and yeah. sugar shaker and all that shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: And dancing and
0: stuff. Yeah.
1: It's like kind of country.
0: I watched a little uh, documentary about this producer who'd been around for decades and he was like country's just not you know people sang about shit that mattered now they all they come they'll come in with a list of things that they want to be said in the song Mm -hmm. and it's like just because it they're it's like uh clickbait basically for a song like as long as you call somebody's ass a sugar shaker Mm -hmm. talk about drinking and then driving which is crazy to me Yeah, I agree. So many country songs talk about drinking and driving, and everyone's just like, yeah, this is fucking catchy as hell. (laughs) Like, it's insane.
1: That's true. I mean, even with, like, like mainstream music in general, like, they're really not singing about anything appropriate or, like,
0: good. No. Singing about fucking people in the bed of a truck while they're drinking and then (laughs) driving them back home.
1: Yeah. No, that's not good. (laughs) But I like the songs sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Country is crazy. Yeah. For sure. And also, <laughs> now I think that you're a little crazy for like in country. But that's funny. If that's like,
1: my one crazy <laughs> thing, <laughs> I'll take it. That's
0: solid. That's yeah. a very good point. <laughs> I mean, so when, so did it start with COVID, the anxiety stuff? Or was this before? No,
1: it was before that. Like nothing specific. Because like-
0: you took on the role of helping Justin out at the shop too. Yeah,
1: so like not
0: I've- only were you doing shit. Like, how many, how many jobs did you have?
1: <laughs> um, so I kind of just had one main job. So I was a full-time stylist. Um, I've only worked at three different salons total. So I was full-time stylist at the first place. I hated it. Then I moved to... It was Regis. They're, like, no longer around anymore. But I moved to Regis. Super awesome. Eventually ended up managing that place. And then we had, like, a sister store down the way. So I was managing... Two different locations. Oh. And going to the shop and working full time behind the chair. But it's it's fine. Like it wasn't anything like extra on my plate, it didn't feel like. Okay. Like I've always like worked a ton or had a lot of things that I'm doing at once. Yeah. Like I thrive on multitasking.
0: And with the shop, it's easy to feel like you're not working when you're there. Yeah. agreed. So you kind of get tricked into being like, there a lot. You, you get <laughs> done with the day and you're like, I did it fucking ton of shit today yeah like
1: <laughs> so yeah after a uh, after my salon closed because they closed I think it was December 31st 2019 so like the day before 2021 initially happened and then I was like maybe I'll because I could have done it like I had the clients and stuff I could have gone on my own or opened like a small shop or something But I just, like, had a weird, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I should just move to a different spot first. And I'm so glad I did because then COVID hit three months later.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts or, like, did you guys entertain the idea at all of, like, splitting the shop or doing something in that regard?
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely talked about, like, renting a space or, like, there's tons of little business spaces you can rent out, but... I just felt like even though I could have done it, I'm like, I don't know. I just I feel like it's not the time for whatever reason. I,
0: I more meant like integrating. The shop with it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So we talked about there's like a gym next to it and then a driving school and a chiropractor. Oh, yeah. The like ideal thing would be if one of the ones on either side just like disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of the chiropractor. And move on. I was going to say get rid of that
0: fucking chiropractor. Yeah.
1: Yeah, otherwise we talked about it for a while. I'm like, I could just take like a hiatus from working behind the chair and just help out at the shop. But I like to have my own job. Yeah. I love the shop. It's fun. But it's kind of boring sometimes.
0: Well, especially for somebody who's like goal orientated.
1: Yeah. I kind of helped out at the old shop too, like the old location. But that one was, I mean, it was smaller. Like it was just more rundown building wise. Like there's only so much you can do to help yeah. that spot. This one was like brand new. Like, we all painted it and like made it from the ground up. I'm like, this place is a pigsty. Clean it up. (laughs) Tattoos happen here. Well, and I mean, obviously, their areas are clean, but like the desk and stuff.
0: Justin has obviously like things that only he can do. Yeah. So I feel bad because I know that he's got a ton of shit that he's doing. Yeah. But yeah, for the rest of us, like, there's a certain point you can only change out the garbages so many times, or you can only
1: answer the phone so many times. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. like once if you're there a few days in a row, you answer all the emails, then what?
0: See, and I haven't even gotten to that point yet, but like at what point did it get to be too much where you actually address the the anxiety?
1: Um, okay, so I was it was before my salon shut down. I don't even know how much before. I feel like it was maybe even six months before that. Nothing specific was happening. Like everything was normal. I was working a normal amount. Like stress was still stress, but everything was like exactly how it was. And then out of nowhere, I started having what I thought was asthma attacks because I have asthma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then I went to the doctor. She prescribed me like a heavier duty inhaler. And then I started having like full blown panic attacks because it's like.
0: Well, and it sucks with albuterol. Like, if you misuse it, it bumps your heart rate up.
1: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. So I'd be, like, shaking. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time that happened to me, I was like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, it was scary. And then for probably, like, two solid months on and off, I would just, out of nowhere, get super anxious and raise heart rate. And I, like, couldn't feel my hands and stuff. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. did this inhaler break me? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, that's why I'm like, it's probably for past stuff that's just showing up at that point (laughs) but that because i didn't feel stressed right but some of the things that anybody goes through like it could be stressful for your body for sure mentally it doesn't feel like it but my body said i was stressed so i have anxiety now
0: (laughs) now i have anxiety
1: yeah now i i I do (laughs) from that day on i had anxiety
0: but i mean so did you do therapy or anything
1: no I'm not anti therapy. I didn't have health insurance.
0: Okay. So, well, no, no. I I feel like (laughs) it just makes sense because it, like, when I was 18 and I had, like, my first, like, visible panic attack, because there was a bunch of shit that had happened beforehand, but my parents just thought I was fucking weird. And, but when, so I thought that this kid was going to beat me up at school, and I had a panic attack during class. And hid under my teacher's desk. And when the teacher said, all right, everybody, let's step out of the hall for a second. And then I ran into his, like, back office and hid under that desk for, like, three hours. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, people are looking at me weird. Yeah. So I started doing research, and I saw Zoloft. So parents took me to a psychiatrist. And I just, like... I think I had printed off a piece of paper that I was like, this happens, this happens, this happens. Yeah. I was like, I want to go on Zoloft because it eliminates ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And he was just like, okay, we'll just do that.
1: That's nice, too, when they kind of let you do your research and just hear you out.
0: So did you do the same thing?
1: Yeah. So I had, like, just general practitioner, and out of nowhere, like, I've never been super emotional, like, my whole life. I am pretty pretty calm. (laughs) you know yeah. so out of nowhere i got into my doctor's office and i like burst out into tears i'm like i'm anxious i don't know what's happening and he's like okay <laughs> so then we go through like what stress is happening like what are your symptoms everything else he's like yeah you're you have anxiety that's stressful i'm like it doesn't feel stressful mm-hmm.
0: as i'm like crying for <laughs> no reason.
1: so he put me on i think it was buspirone oh or bus bar first um That sucked. I couldn't Uh go to work on and off for weeks because it would knock me out. Yeah. Like I would wake up and I would have to eat food with it. So I'd have to wake up at like 3 a.m., eat some food, pass out for two and a half hours and like take another dose with food and then go to work.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean- It was terrible. The other thing that sucks with those medications is it takes weeks to know if it's doing what it's supposed to. So
1: I like felt like shit for weeks (laughs) and then eventually I'm like- this isn't the one Doc. and then he put me on Zoloft. So thankfully, we got it right like at the second try.
0: But but I mean, the reason I was asking about therapy is w- with your history of like it, it, once it makes sense, yeah, then we eliminate these other things that may be necessary. Yeah. So like when you feel back to your normal self, did it feel like? It, I don't know that therapy feels necessary. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. Like, even though I didn't know why it was happening in that moment, like I'm looking back and I'm like, okay, I left my boyfriend of eight years, and he tried to kill me, and we had a meth lab in our basement that I didn't know. Like, you start thinking of these things, I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I get it.
0: Well, and it's funny, like your your brain like logs, um, really. Happy things, really positive yeah. things and really yeah, yeah. negative things. Um, so those are things that, like, you never forget. Exactly. And, yeah, eventually, like, there, there's, um like, people waking up in colds with, like, PTSD, right? Yeah. So you could have, to a minor degree, PTSD. And your brain is just kind of keeping it in the back because it doesn't feel like there's that fight or flight response that's called for in that situation Mm -hmm. because I mean like PTSD really like your your brain it's like have you heard of euphoric recall no so for addicts um if we have like an intense dream about using sometimes we wake up and in that moment for a little bit we almost have like a buzz because your brain feels like it just happened okay so in the same regard with trauma like your brain feels like there is an actual event happening, and so on the a, a biological and then it just level,
1: like starts freaking out because it thinks it's happening. Exactly. That makes sense. I mean, to be honest, too, like I've always been like a super vivid dreamer. i probably ah. happened like all sorts of crazy nightmares and stuff. Like
0: no shit. Yeah. Okay. Can we pause for a second? For sure. Oh, the euphoric recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, PTSD is, is yeah, it's that your, uh, yeah, your body feels like that event is happening actually right now. So on a, a biological level, uh, so we have these things, I don't know if you've heard me say it before, but the whole like passive um, survival skills. So like breathing, blinking, there are things that we do that we don't really think about.
1: Like it just happens like naturally. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, pull that biatch down just as... St- no, you don't have to adjust your baddie. You just get comfy. Point it right towards your mouth hole.
1: There. Better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so uh, because of those natural things, there's a like subconscious thing that goes, oh, something bad is happening right now or is about to happen. So cue up all of the shit in our nervous system that is necessary to either attack or fucking run. And because we have like we're so aware now, like we know that there are stars and planets and shit like that. Like, yeah, the understanding that we have of existence in general is fucking crazy. So even though we have this or because we have this thing in the background, we don't know how to process that. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. you, this this subconscious thing goes, oh, no, we're supposed to fucking take action right now. And we're like, nothing's happening, though. So that's where this, like, that panic and that anxiety and shit like that happens. Um, catastrophizing. Are you familiar with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, No, I've definitely heard that one before. Yeah. And that's exactly, like, when I would go to the doctor. He's like, well, this is happening, whether you <laughs> feel like it or not. I'm like, okay.
0: Yes. But- so that's why it makes sense when you are like... I'm not anxious. Yeah, your subconscious part is is literally introducing like adrenaline or whatever is necessary to deal with the danger.
1: It's just funny how anxiety works too, because like like I said, never had it. Literally zero.
0: Anxiousness. It never surfaced.
2: Yeah,
1: that that's just it. And then once it did, it like never went away. And I'm like, is this what being an adult is like? <laughs> like is this normal? <laughs> So you always hear people like, "Oh, I have anxiety. I'm anxious." But until you like experience something like that, like you really have no idea. Yeah. Cuz it's so weird and like uncontrollable with like your thoughts and they like said my hands would go numb and stuff. I'm like Yeah. That's
0: weird. <laughs> Did you like you're introverted? It, yeah. Um or like mildly introverted? Like would you consider yourself like a homebody?
1: Yeah, no, definitely homebody.
0: Okay. So that's just mild my being mildly introverted. Yeah. Like yeah. if crowds don't make you nervous, but there's that general sense in the back of your head, like, be nice if I didn't have to go. Like yeah. I always compare it to like when you have plans with somebody and you're like, ah, fuck.
1: No, that's exactly what it is too. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm fine around people. I can talk to people. Crowds don't bother me. But I'd rather not be in them. Yeah. Also. Exactly. I'd rather just be at home with the dogs, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so that that sense of comfort when you're in your safe place. Like, so the, the opposite being so that, so you like, that's how I try to show people that you have always had anxiety. Yeah. But it just, it wasn't as grandiose as like the, you know, commercialized version of what anxiety is. Exactly. So, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, and it's so natural for human beings to have that because we don't, and I was just listening to this lady talking about addiction, um, and how, like, you know, thousands of years ago, you woke up and you had to do certain things to survive. So people who are like very driven to be successful, those would be like the hunter-gatherers. Mm-hmm. And it's because we just have this deep sense of like, we have to do something. We're supposed to be doing something. Mm -hmm. So people feel like I've done nothing with my life on a very primal level that's saying like, I have nothing to show that I've survived or like I've done X, Y, Z to survive.
1: Which makes sense too. I mean, we're obviously like hardwired to, we're humans, you know, like (laughs) way back when we were hunters, gatherers, things like that. Like obviously something is going to stick, but it's just not realistic anymore. And it's just crazy how... Like our brains are made that way, because it's not fair. I know <laughs> we don't have a chance. Then, like, it's, yeah, it's just crazy.
0: It is, but then on uh, so like they doc, like depression and those things don't really exist out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've recently like seen um, I think within like the last ten years or so um, that animals do grieve. Like, there's certain apes that have a grieving process. Yeah. And there's also, um, like, oddly enough, like, hogs. Like, there's wild boars that do, like, their own version of, like, funerals. Which is fascinating. Yeah. I don't want to sound too much like Joe Rogan, but, like. (laughs) So, but as far as, like, depression goes, doesn't really happen until captivity happens. So, in zoos, you see animals just laying around, yeah, their instincts that are supposed to be used on a daily basis are diminished to nothing, so, what's there left to feel but i there's what like I don't know if they go through like an existential crisis, but
1: probably I mean, especially like some animals are plucked out of the wild, like they have memories and stuff too, for sure.
0: So yeah, but normally the way that they process it is just, okay, so we don't do that thing and we avoid this other thing. Mm -hmm. It's a situational thing. Whereas when they wake up day in, day out in that scenario, just slowly become depressed animals. That's why they stop eating or this or that because they're like, what's the fucking point? I'm in the thing that I tried to avoid my whole life. (laughs) Right? Like all zoos to some extent, are horrible.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Like, it's cool that they try to save the cute ones and, like, you know, like, uh, breed and try and introduce things yeah, like back into the wild. like
1: species and all that. But,
0: but you're still holding
1: them captive. Yeah. Well, and like, eventually, someday, there's not going to be much of a wild anyways. There's just going to be a, a bunch of animals in zoos.
0: Like, For sure. Yeah.
1: They don't have homes. (laughs) Not not all over the place. Yeah, no,
0: for sure. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy. See, that saddens me more than talking about my anxiety and stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. And that's another interesting thing. Like, it's so easy to like are you one of those people that like it was easy to say, Oh, it's not as bad as this thing. Yeah. Like whatever you're going through like. For sure.
1: Like, just always see the best point in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I said, like, you can't help sometimes situations you're going through and all that. So, not saying, like, make the best out of it, but kind of. Like, that's just my coping is, oh, well, it happened. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, what do you do, like, when you've had friends who show that they are genuine i mean you were part of the emo scene like there are some sad yeah fucking kids no for sure so i mean what would you do to try and help your friends out
1: kind of depends like in high school there's only so much you can do you know we all live with our parents and stuff But for sure i mean you could just be there for people like and there's a huge difference between like sympathizing and empathizing like
2: Ah. Like,
1: it's nice to hear, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. But, like, if you can directly be like, I've also been through this. Like, I actually know how it feels. Like, it's okay. You can get through this. I think that helps people, too. Like, obviously, I'm a kind of weird case. I don't (laughs) grieve like a normal person. But, I mean, you can still go through things and be like, I recognize that it was bad or sad or whatever. Ah.
0: Because you're so dismissive of, and I don't mean that in yeah, like yeah. a negative way, no, like no. you're capable of being dismissive of things yeah. that could have negatively yeah. impacted you. But but with that, other
1: people, like I still have lots of emotions towards like other people's like pain and things like that. Ah. Like just because it doesn't bother me in my personal life. Like if somebody, I can't even think of an example. Like in high school, if somebody loses like a sibling or a parent or something, you don't have to go through that situation and know like you just need to be there for that person, be sad with them, let them do their thing.
0: For sure. That's all you can do. So that's interesting. So what? So the things that you went through didn't necessarily make you sad, but the yeah. watching your friends go through that shit, did it feel heavy?
1: Yes and no. Kind of same thing. Like <laughs> I'm just not super emotional ah. unless it's like pet stuff or cute things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like do you
0: cry at Disney movies yeah cry at them cry during Disney yeah, movies
1: yeah <laughs> cry at them <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what it is something about like the cuter it is if it's something sad is happening to it I'll bawl like a baby yeah but if like you know, if some guy like got ran over it's in the news I'm like that sucks yeah but I'm not sad yeah. But if it was a dog, I'd be bawling.
0: For sure. Dude, I went to pick up a turtle. I was turning, about to turn into the neighborhood, and I saw a turtle. I was like, fuck yeah, this is my opportunity. To save it. Save this yeah. motherfucking turtle. I'm pulled over. My hazards are on. Somebody drives by and just smokes it. Oh my God. It's like, I'm, what do you think I'm doing out here? Like, I'm st- you're not going to observe your surroundings at all.
1: Some people don't care about, like, turtles and stuff. I'm opposite. It's crazy. Yep. I don't get that at all. I could never. I thankfully have never ran over an animal before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oof. When I first ran yeah. over, my first animal I ever ran over was uh, a possum. Yeah, it sucks. It ruined me for, like, days.
1: I've been in the car before. My mom has, like, hit so many <laughs> raccoons. But they live like, again, like kind of in the middle of nowhere. So there's yeah. animals everywhere. I mean, I'm in the city now, but I'm always like staring at the ditches, making sure nothing's going to come at me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Because hitting an animal makes me sad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's interesting because the, like the way that I've tried to interpret that is that there are things that don't deserve that. Yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it should happen to this creature or this person. That's
1: exactly what it is. Yeah. Like I said, it's that weird, like, feeling sad for yourself or feeling sad for other people thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. If I can get through life without feeling sad, <laughs> I can help people with that, then, like, <laughs> it's fine.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, so what are some, like, things that you do to bring, like, to, to, I don't even know how to ask this because so do you have coping skills now?
1: Um, meh. <laughs> like I said, I, I probably like suppress more things than I realize. Cause I, I get over things pretty easily. Cause I'm like, okay, it happened. It sucks. Like on to the next, like that's just the way it works. But I mean, yeah, I feel like obviously you have to go through like grief. Like if, somebody dies or passes away like you have to go through your stages like you're gonna grieve it's gonna be sad like I still have that
0: but... well that's what I was gonna ask so have you lost family mem- family members before yeah I'm um, yeah I'm curious like do you feel more of an obligation to be there for others even though this is someone that was close to you as well
1: probably yeah because kind of like that being in a group thing mm. I'd rather be home
0: oh sure yeah
1: because for me personally like I don't I don't grieve the way other people do, so a lot of people need, like, the the big event, like, yeah. funeral, all that. Like, I'm opposite.
0: What, what does grieving look like for you?
1: Eating and sleeping. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Eating, sleeping, not talking to anybody for a few days, and then I'm good.
0: Oh, I see. Yep. I thought you were saying just like the same day as any no, other day. No, no no okay I got no, you no. now. No, no. not like yes.
1: grandma died and just eating 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 and going to <laughs> bed about it no no no, no. But yeah I just I get like mildly depressed about the situation and then just eat a lot sleep a lot wake up and I'm good.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know how to end this because <laughs> it, it's it's so. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Because obviously like being as extroverted and like empathetic and all of the shit that I am, mm-hmm. I I want to know people like as best as possible. That's what like people like before they're like actually friends with me, it can seem really odd how forward and like all of the shit that I say, but it's because I want to know I want to know my friends as best as possible. Yeah. Because I want to be able to understand their situation and like, I know that I can fuck with, uh, John Mm -hmm. in XYZ way. I cannot do the same thing with Jesse. No. (laughs) And so I, I like having that because it allows me to, like, I know the things that Keith's going to be up for that Josh won't be up for. So it, it, selfishly like it makes things easier for me but it also i feel like it helps establish a like a healthy connection so that makes sense
1: yeah well and too like you're more extroverted Where like to a point i'm sure you're like in your best element when you are talking to people and different things like that like personally i'm more introverted we could be sitting here not talking for an hour and it's not going to bother me it would probably drive you crazy so like (laughs) totally get it
0: Yeah, well, and so, I guess, what, I mean, what are are your, like, what's your ideal situation moving forward? Like, I call, I I said I was leaving work early today because I was interviewing Justin's not-wife.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: (laughs) But I mean, because I didn't notice that Justin was wearing a ring until, like, two weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that on the video and I was watching it, I'm like, oh. Yeah, we. I have rings, too. just wear them.
0: Like, it just happened out of nowhere?
1: Yeah, I probably... Because he got me this ring when we first started dating. Not, like, engagement or anything. Right. Just jewelry. And I wore that one on that finger for a while. But, like, doing hair, it would get in the way. So I just got myself other cute rings. Oh. But I don't know. We're pretty untraditional. So, like, obviously, we're by no means religious. And Justin's been divorced before, so... He's a little anti-marriage. Personally, like, I don't have a huge preference for it either way because usually marriage is, like, in the eyes of God thing for a lot of people. Right. If we were to ever get married, that's not how it would be, so it doesn't really matter. But, I mean, we're, obviously, we're in, like, super good relationship, but we're still pretty independent just because of our past. Like, I think it's healthy to make sure you can hang out with the people you love, but also disconnect and be fine with that. So, yeah. Yeah. If we ever get married, it'll be... Probably really random and very
0: untraditional. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, like, what? So, like, do you see your see yourselves staying in that house that you're in right now?
1: Probably, yeah. I love our house. He doesn't love it as much. (laughs) Our our neighbors are kind of annoying because they have kids, and he hates kids. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, I really like our house. um, So I think we'll stay there for as long as we can. Someday, I think we're gonna. Try to go somewhere a little bit more quiet, probably not as far as Becker, but sure, I think he wants to be a little closer to work too. But I really like working in St. Cloud, like, I like the busyness, okay. but I wouldn't mind a little bit like quieter environment, like living wise. So we might build in a couple years, we'll see.
0: Dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I guess like you in your industry, you see a lot of um. There's there's a ton of like people trying to change their appearance for somebody else. Yes. Like, in so, and and you don't look traditionally like I'm sure. I don't know what you looked like when you were younger, but did you? Okay.
1: Like this, literally. So we're would people like
0: looking. call you like Wednesday? And yes. Shit like that. Yep. I mean, did that ever phase you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so.
1: Because I like to do what I want and if I am doing something that makes me happy, like I just don't care.
0: So what do you I t- don't care what other people think? Like of it. people struggling with like body positivity, like mm-hmm. what do you what do you say to those people?
1: That's kinda tricky because I mean, with anything you can't change the way somebody thinks about themselves to a point, but again, all you can do is like be there and be supportive. I mean, I work with all sorts of different people. Um, in the store I work for now, like all shapes, sizes, colors. Some of them will come up and be like Oh, I'm ugly or whatever. I'm like, no, you're not. You, if you think that way, you're gonna feel that way. Like, ah, that's all it is. Or uh. like, even like doing hair for so long, like people will come in and be like, oh, my face is too fat for that haircut. Like, why do you think that? Like, no, it's not. It's all a mindset. So all you can do is be supportive, but people have to change them themselves, like their own mindset.
0: Yeah, like, I think.
1: Like at the end of the day, if people have like body dysmorphia, nothing I say generally is going to change their mind.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, yeah. There's professional help that is needed
1: in that. And I mean, all I can say (laughs) is like what I think about it and then just like, again, move on from there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, so what I'm gathering, like, I would say the... Like it's hard, and like I was saying, like to me it feels like a superpower to have the outlook on life that, that you have. I guess find a way to make it feel, so this is more like towards my fellow depressed and yeah, yeah. mental health stricken <laughs> individuals, yeah. but is how do you make it less strenuous to feel like let's go out today or let's not um change the way we look because we want to appease other people like how do you make that process seem like you the way that you look at it in the sense of just like oh I can change this but I, I can't change that
1: I feel like I tell people all the time like obviously I manage a store and salon inside of that store like people come up and they're having bad days I hear stuff all the time about like Their mindset or their looks or whatever. Like I will always say, you're the only one who can change the way you feel about that. So I can tell people like, "Oh, shake it off." (laughs) (laughs) It's easier for me just because that's how I am. Like that's not how it is for everybody. Like I think you still have to live true to yourself, but in a less negative way. It's like even if that looks like to the next person, just waking up and not saying like, "Oh, I look like shit today." Yeah, that's not going to put you in a very good mood. Like for sure. You believe whatever you're putting out there.
0: Yeah. Well, and in uh like the thing that got me to go to treatment finally, yeah, was I said I don't I don't want to go to treatment. I don't want to say that I'm an alcoholic, but I want the desire to want that. Yeah, you so, have
1: to want to change at least like
0: or just want to know what it looks like to even entertain that shit
1: exactly so
0: go on the basic end of things and move forward from there i'm not saying that everybody's going to be able to be in the position that you're in where you're it's a little more um like front and center yeah or a little more obvious mm-hmm. um natural there we go that's what i was looking for <laughs>
2: gotcha
0: <laughs> seeing if it was on the board family feud style yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it's like the. There's baby steps that you can take to get to those places. It doesn't have. And again, that's like what I was saying, like where you feel like you're going crazy because you're like, I see uh, these other people doing it so easily. Yeah. What appears to be basic. But like, yeah, it it should start with wanting to want to change or wanting to want to feel better.
1: Exactly. And it's little steps. Like, it's not realistic. You're probably not going to wake up tomorrow. If something like if you spill your coffee on yourself, that could ruin your day, wouldn't mm-hmm. ruin mine. <laughs> Try my best, and it's funny too because like I outwardly complain a, a lot, <laughs> but again, I feel like you need to get that stuff out there. Like my life is fine, it's just the little stuff. Like if you say it, you're an open book, you get it out, move on. It's good,
0: yeah. Well, Sam, what was it, Pajitsky?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, do you have anything, like anything else, you want to convey to to individuals that are listening?
1: No, I mean, thanks for having me. It's Thank so you cool for being of, willing to yeah. do this. It's cool to get to talk to you, crack open my brain a little bit. Yeah, it's fun.
0: I think it's a, it's funny, like, cause I sometimes I'll like like in a normal setting when we're Yay. not doing this, I'll like stare at people and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> it's cuz i'm doing the detective work yep. to try to figure out the thing.
1: But hey, i think it's cool like if you can learn to understand your friends and family more, like why not?
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, thank you. Uh be sure to go to modifytattoo.com, use promo code DAP for 15% off the online store. And if you want 20% off at Ulta, just go to Sam's Instagram and send her a bunch of DMs. And that will probably work. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening and be well to yourselves.